The fact that we can estimate the amount of regulation and restrictions impacting particular industries that really sets reg data apart from other measures of regulation. We can produce top-line aggregate numbers about the overall number of restrictions in the economy, and that's very interesting. And those numbers often get cited in the media or by policymakers. But from a research perspective, the fact that we can break down regulation by industry across time, that creates a really rich data set. And I think that that's been really appealing to economists and researchers of regulation. Welcome to the Mercatus Policy Download. I'm your host, Chad Reese. Here for my favorite segment, What's on Tap, I'm joined by co-host Kate Delanoy. Hey! We are drinking pumpkin today from Southern Tier Brewing. It's an imperial pumpkin ale. It claims on the box to be pumpkin pie in a glass. So while we are testing out that claim, Kate, why don't you let us know what's going on at Mercatus this week? So we have new research out by Dan Griswold. It's leading the way on a U.S.-U.K. free trade agreement. And basically what Dan's doing is laying out the framework for what a perfect agreement on free trade would look like. So we had the perfect agreement between Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, bringing our two countries together. This is a (laughs) great opportunity. If we were going to do this with free trade, Dan shows us how you could do this and get both countries to benefit economically from the relationship. The economist version of a royal wedding. Yes, exactly. Check that out. It's up on our website. And then Friday, one of my favorite days of the month, Jobs Day. For all of us. Yes. So Michael Farron is our resident Jobs Day expert. And so he'll have commentary up on the bridge, kind of breaking down the numbers, letting you know what they are and kind of what they might mean in a broader sense for our economy. So encourage everyone Friday morning. It should be up. and Check it out. Longtime readers should know uh, if you follow Michael Farron's work or you follow The Bridge that he does this every jobs day. And it's a great way to look kind of past the headline number and to see what specific industries are doing well or what industries aren't doing as well. It gives you something a little bit more detailed to bite into than just one big number. And we're also celebrating Halloween here. It's not just the pumpkin, but reminder to everybody that our Econoween contest is going and through Thursday, November 1st. So if you haven't already, go ahead and get your Halloween pumpkin econ-themed pictures up and loaded. You can go check out my Twitter account, at Kate Delanoy. You'll see my supply and demand curve. Have you made your pumpkin? I have not. I'm a consummate procrastinator, and I may be a little intimidated by your pumpkin so far. So I've, I've held off. All right. Well, like I said, you have until the first, and up for grabs is $100 worth of books. So maybe that's a little bit of an incentive for you right there. Sounds pretty good. Also pretty good. What do you think of the beer? I love it. I have been maybe not so subtly hinting for weeks that I wanted a pumpkin beer. <laughs> so I am so excited that we are getting one in before the end of October. It's definitely, I think, qualifies as pumpkin pie in a glass. And I'm going to say four out of five stars. I'm glad we have another winner for you. I feel like fall has been more successful than some of our earlier what's on tap choices. So we're, we're going to try to keep the positive streak going. I like it. I'm not going to be quite as positive as you are. I think because it's an imperial, it's just a little heavy for me. Uh, so I'm going to go three seven five. Still, still a great choice, especially if you like pumpkin beers, and it is a classic. But don't go anywhere, even though we are done with what's on tap, because you are sticking around. So excited. We have a conversation coming up on our Reg Data Project. So that's some of the regulatory work that our scholars have been working on here for a long time at Mercatus. Without giving away the exciting part, they are up for an award, so we're very proud of them, and we will be talking to them about the research that's gone into that, what the award is for, and then what that project is going to look like in the future. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Cheers, Chad. Cheers.
Early in September, the Atlas Network announced the finalists for the 2018 Templeton Freedom Award, and the Mercatus Center was fortunate enough to be on that list. Specifically, Atlas identified the Reg Data Project and the way different states have used the project to reform their regulations. Since there's a lot to unpack in that one sentence, I'm joined by some of my colleagues who have been instrumental in the project from day one to help explain what exactly Reg Data is, why it's important, and how state governments can take advantage of the research we've done to make meaningful policy changes. First, we have Patrick McLaughlin on the phone. Patrick is the director of the Program for Economic Research on Regulation and the creator of Reg Data here at Mercatus. Patrick, congratulations, and thanks for chatting with us today. Thanks, Chad. It's good to be here. Next, James Broll is here in studio. James is a state and local policy research fellow at Mercatus and an adjunct law professor at the Antonin Scalia Law School. As part of James's research portfolio, he is directly focused on the regulatory structure in a number of states, so he's perfect to talk about the wide breadth of reg data. Welcome to the show, James. It's great to be here. Thanks, Chad. Last but certainly not least, I am happy to have my What's on Tap co-host, Kate Delanois, stick around for today's show. When she's not keeping you up to date on the latest at Mercatus and helping me rate beer, she is directing our media relations team and has worked closely with Reg Data for some time now. Kate, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I'm just going to start off with the obvious question. For those who have no idea what we're talking about, and anybody can jump in here, what is Reg Data exactly? If you want to summarize reg data in a sentence, it would be, it's a way of measuring regulation. Let me tell a story that I think will help make sense of what we did in creating reg data and why we created it in the first place. If you were to go into a a time warp and and appear in the 16th or 17th century and were suddenly plagued with some heart issues, you might have a hard time going and getting any measurement of your cholesterol levels to see if that's what's causing your heart issue. But now we understand that cholesterol is an indicator of of heart disease. And we've even gotten better. We know there's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. How did we get there to that point from where we were in the 16th or 17th century? The answer is measurements, right? So we, we had the progress of science was only enabled because over time, someone had this idea that cholesterol could affect heart health and they wanted to start measuring it to get there. And as they were able to measure it, they were able to see there's a correlation between more of certain types of cholesterol and bad or good heart health. And so that's what we were trying to do when we created Reg Data. We wanted to see if there's a relationship between regulation and specific aspects of regulation and things in the economy that we care about, the health, so to speak, of the economy. So that's what I mean when I say reg data is a measurement. It's a, it's a way of measuring regulation so that we can pair it up with other things that we care about and see those correlations and relationships. I would just add to that that specifically what we're doing is we're using text analysis technology to analyze regulatory codes at the federal level, at the state level, and even in some other countries. And we're using that technology to pull key information out of those codes in order to quantify regulation and turn it into data that can be used for future research. Yeah. And part of why this is so important is because there are so many regulations on the book, even at just the federal level, that there's no way that any one person could actually comprehend them. I mean, that's why you need to bring in machine learning and other tools because, you know, 
Patrick, you've put together some great illustrations over the years of just, you know, if this was somebody's full-time job, we're talking about decades of time reading regulations, and they're constantly putting out new ones. So tools like reg data, it's really important to understand, you know, what all is actually on the books. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the kind of why of this, because that was going to be my next question, right? You know, what is reg data? Okay, it's a, it's a way to measure regulation. It's a tool for understanding how it relates to the rest of the economy. I guess then the next natural question is sort of, why do it this way, right? Some people who work on regulatory policy might be familiar with counting pages in the Federal Register, right? That's been one of the traditional ways. How was reg data different? Or, or what was the idea behind reg data specifically that you said, well, we don't want to discount pages anymore. We, we think there's a better way to do it. Well, there's some objectives that are true regardless of the science, right? This could be medicine. It could be economics. It could be pick your science of choice. You want measurement to be objective. You want it to be replicable. You want it to be meaningful in the sense that what you're measuring makes sense in both theory and in reality. It's empirically observable to be, to be meaningful. And those objectives, some of those goals and measurement weren't really achieved in counting pages in the Federal Register. For one, it's, it's a pretty rough measure. There's a lot of variation from one page to the next that you're going to be missing by counting pages. And then for two, you could even have a, a positive page count. If you're measuring page counts, you, you see a, a jump in pages when, in fact, that jump in pages is correlated to reduction in regulation, not an actual increase in regulation. So it wasn't a very good measure in the sense of avoiding noise like that. So the, the, one of the first approaches or ideas we built into reg data was, was there a way to read the text itself instead of count pages and identify features of the text that are meaningful in a theoretical sense? And so we, we honed in on quickly features like words shall and must and may not, words that create a legal binding prohibition from doing something on the part of regulated entities or an obligation to do something. So that was one big improvement over just page counts. Uh, but there were a couple of other things too. We're able to break text apart into its different components and pull all the words out and, and search through those words. We were able to measure who is the subject of re regulations. Uh, that's really helpful because when you're, again, going back to the theme of science here, if you're, if you're trying to understand the effect of some sort of chemical in the human body, you need to have an experiment group and a control group, or it may be better if we talk about mice instead of humans. <laughs> so you want to see, you know, one group not have that, that drug or chemical be injected into them, and the other group have that treatment go into them, and then see the difference. If you're just counting pages, you don't have any sort of variation. You don't have different groups to compare. With reg data, we were able to identify which sectors of the economy were being targeted by certain chunks of regulatory text. And in some sectors, some industries are more regulated than others, and that changes over time as well. That gave us variation across groups in time that let us have a much more rich data set that allowed effectively the kind of results. Let's look at the kind of results that you might get if you did run some experiments. It really is that the fact that we can estimate the amount of regulation and restrictions impacting particular industries that really sets reg data apart. I would say from other measures of regulation, what we can produce top line aggregate numbers about the overall number of restrictions in the economy, and that's very interesting. And 
those numbers often get cited in the media or by policymakers. But from a research perspective, the fact that we can break down regulation by industry across time, that creates a really rich data set. And I think that that's been really appealing to economists and researchers of regulation. That's always been, to me, the more interesting part of the whole project. And of course, the the thing originated with me, but it's, to, to me, kind of, I wouldn't say, what is it, boring? But it's, <laughs> it's really kind of obvious if you count up uh, restrictions, regulatory restrictions, words like shall or must over time, that they're gonna, it's going to get bigger. Regulation's been growing. That is shown with page counts or with restriction counts. But like James said, it's the variation that we're able to see across industries and the and the richness of the data set that comes from that, that lets us really get some insights into what, uh, what this whole regulatory apparatus that we have in the U.S. and in other countries, other jurisdictions as well, can be doing to our economy. Yeah, James kind of preempted my next question, and I think it fits well with what you were just saying, Patrick, which is sort of this is really interesting stuff to us, but we were sort of people who are maybe not representative of the broader population because we were already interested in those measures of regulation sort of for their own sake. So I'm just kind of curious, and this is maybe where you can get into story time, right? You you all as scholars, media representatives, you, know, you, you all talk to a, a lot of different types of people who seem to be interested in this stuff, right? I mean, it wouldn't be up for an award. People wouldn't be talking about it. I wouldn't ask you to be on the podcast if this stuff just got written about and then no one ever did anything with it. So I'm just kind of curious, who are these people? You know, Who wakes up in the morning and says, aha, reg data, that's the thing I've been looking for. This solves a problem. Apart from economists like James and me, right? Yes, present company sphere. You, know, it, you have a bunch of different groups. Uh, it's, it's true across jurisdictions, but you have in, you know, at the federal level, uh, members of Congress, especially those who are on committees whose job it is to oversee regulatory agencies or the regulatory process overall. Th- those people are interested in some of our numbers and especially just some of the, the top line numbers. They, they'll often be interested in comparisons of different regulatory agencies. How, how many has the Department of Transportation created? How has that changed over time? Comparing that to, say, you know, Department of Interior or EPA, that's one thing that, that often comes up. And the same thing is true at the state levels, too. You know, you have, again, interest from those who are charged with oversight. And once they're able to see that we can measure those things that they're supposed to be looking at, they, they suddenly their ears perk up. James, you know a lot more about that. You're on the ground dealing with them. Right. So I would say from from a legislator perspective, there's a there's a couple uses of this data. One is that it's common to hear legislators in in their speeches on the, on the floor of a legislature in the state or in Congress cite some of the numbers that Reg Data uses. It often helps them convey a, a point that they're trying to make. But it also helps, as Patrick mentioned, in oversight. So we've found, especially at the state level, that legislators are really loving the reports that, that we're producing with reg data. And These that's are the because, kind of state snapshots that you're, you're – Right. Working. So we produce a snapshot report kind of t- detailing the regulatory environment in, in each state as we, we go through their code. And many legislators simply had no idea or have no idea how much regulation is really even on the books – which agencies it's coming from, which industries are being affected by it. They have some sense from what they hear from their constituents, but they don't have any numbers to back any of it up. 
So this this has been, I think, eye-opening for many legislators. And it's also, it can assist in oversight efforts. Legislators will set budgets for regulatory agencies in terms of how much they can spend, but they don't generally set budgets in terms of how much regulatory spending or off-the-books kind of spending that occurs through regulation. And so this is a way to finally kind of grapple with how much regulation agencies are producing and and it could help legislators gain some control over that regulation. From a media perspective, everybody loves the stories that we're able to produce and the visuals. We had a really popular video of Patrick just stacking up books representing the number of regulations. And this was back in 2014, so the number's grown since then. <laughs> um, and just in the process of stacking it, that was all we were trying to do. I mean, it literally collapsed in on him. We almost lost Patrick. Yeah. We touch and go for a while there. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's just something that really says, okay, I understand now why you need like a computer to read this because they're literally crushing humans. Um, but we've done different visualizations with how many regulations make up a law. So there's one that we have that shows that the number of rules that make up Dodd-Frank, that's you add all the other laws passed during the Obama administration, the, all the rules combined in those laws are just above the Dodd-Frank rules. So, oh, wow. I mean, Dodd-Frank, it just gives you a sense of, wow, this really was, you know, the biggest regulatory law that came out of out of that time period. Um, and you, we can break down things based on presidential administration, year in office, term. I mean, there's all sorts of really fun things that we've been able to do. And um, some of the reporters have kind of dug into that. And so we're always looking for new ways to highlight some of that information. Nice. Well, I've, I've kind of been asking you guys sort of like retrospective questions so far and, you know, trying to dig at where this project came from. I, I'd like to just kind of close here thinking ahead. You know, what's what's the future of reg data? Is it just sort of more of the same? Are, are the, the tools changing at all? Are we looking at different states, different areas? What's What does the next five years of reg data look like if you guys have your way? The nice thing about the reg data methodology is it's it's scalable. Wherever regulations are written with text, which is everywhere, we can apply the same methodology and come up with the uh, the same metrics. And and again, it, it's key that they're objective and replicable. And I think that's one of the reasons that you know in James and, and Kate's stories, uh, we gained some traction. You know, just having some numbers about how much regulation there is in state X may not be as meaningful than if you could compare state X to state Y and everyone agrees that these are objective and replicable numbers that you know allows that comparison. So given that we've cleared that bar, we want to continue to expand uh, to other jurisdictions. And uh, again, continuing uh, my theme of, of science, it's the simple logic here is the more we can measure the better we can understand the effects of different approaches to regulation, whether it's regulatory processes that differ across states or across countries or regulatory reform efforts that we're seeing be picked up in some states or uh, have been implemented in the case of, of Canada long ago in some provinces. So we're going to continue expanding both uh, into other states and, uh, and we are working on an expansion into Canada, working on an expansion into Australia. And so we should be seeing data from other uh, jurisdictions gradually added to the database that we have over time. And who knows where it's going to end? I just think that the limits are only really when it stops delivering insights into its effects more than how far or far in time or how far in geographical distance will we expand it. 
the part of reg data that I'm the most involved in is the state reg data project. So we've gotten through a little over half the states in terms of quantifying their regulatory code and producing a data set. So our initial plans are to continue plowing through the rest of the states, hopefully complete them, I'd say, within the next year. And then beyond that, there's really endless research projects that can be started using this data. We're very interested in both the consequences of regulation in terms of how it affects economic growth or productivity, investment, public health, the environment. And also, we're interested in the what causes regulation, what what institutions or features within a particular state seem to lead to more or less regulation. So as on, on one level, we're expanding the technology to create new data sets in, in new areas, as Patrick mentioned, but then there's really just endless research projects that can come out of all this as well. I would say I'm not a researcher, so I, I don't have any control over what it where it is going next. But I think the thing that excites me is the idea that, you know, we're being able to provide more and more information, particularly to businesses and, you know, folks who might be thinking about starting in a business, an entrepreneur. Um, you know, when you add the state level of reg data on top of the federal level, you know, it gives you a better picture of what are the rules that you need to comply with. And the idea that we could take that down to the city or county and just really help people kind of get a sense of, okay, this is what the the landscape is if you want to start a small business in Hamilton County in Ohio. I think it's really exciting that we're able to produce that information that can really help people make the decisions that are you know, going to change their lives. I think that's a, a great place for us to wrap up. So I appreciate you guys helping kind of walk through the history of this exciting project, kind of celebrating your nomination as part of this award. I think uh, some kudos to all of you are, are warranted. So appreciate you taking the time to help walk our listeners through that as well and letting us know maybe what's going on in the future. One thing I always like to do to close out is to just leave our listeners with a place to follow work online. So maybe uh, James and Patrick, if you guys uh, have a, a website or a Twitter handle you'd like to, to pass along to our, our listeners so that they can keep up with your work, this would be a great time to do it. The place where we put all of our data and various charts and, and some short pieces about it, about the data that we've created is quantgov.org. Q-U-A-N-T-G-O-V dot org. So you'll see the state reg data data sets, the federal U.S. data sets, uh, Canada, as we get that built, et cetera. They're all, they're all put up there, uh, as well as some other non-regulatory data sets that we built through text analysis. And obviously there's the Mercatus.org website where you can find many studies that we've put out that use the reg data data. And I'll just say I'm at Kate Delanoy on Twitter. And when this comes out, I will tweet out some of the videos and graphics and things that we've talked about here so that you can find them all in one place. Outstanding. Well, thank you guys again. I appreciate all of our guests for joining us and sharing your expertise and appreciate you, our listeners, for tuning in. We'll see you next time.